Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bow Hunter Planet Podcast. Today, we have myself, James Nopum, Chris McGee, and Kevin Collin. Our special guest, Blake Garrett. Blake, how you doing? I'm good, guys. How are you? Good. I'm good. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, man. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be a long story. Good. No, I uh, I started, you know, obviously grew up hunting and all that fun stuff, but really started filming about 15 years ago and just kind of met the right people and, you know, things just kind of lined up right. I started uh, doing some TV stuff back probably 11 years ago or so. And started with a show um, called Campfire Stories on Pursuit Channel, mm-hmm. and um, did some did some video, just really just dropping hunts and uh, kind of working through the industry, meeting people, and I guess kind of meeting sponsors. Started kind of working the the marketing angle of stuff uh, for Campfire, and then ended up leaving there huh, about five years. Um, after that, and went to a show called uh, Full Draw Adventures, which was on um, Sportsman's Channel. And kind of did the same thing for them, um, always filming hunts, always producing content, but then kind of working more into sponsors and and uh, producing, you know, controlled content. Mm-hmm. Um, did that for, gosh, I'd say another probably five years or so until three years ago, I we developed an app, um, a mobile app that kind of... I don't know. It kind of, we, you know, we saw the downfalls of what TV could bring for, mm-hmm. for marketing and kind of where the holes were yeah. and, um, created, you know, created an app and the app's kind of like a, a blank canvas. You can really do whatever you want to with it. Um, exactly. and you know how things are going nowadays anyway. I mean, everybody's on their phone. Everybody has a phone. Everybody watches hunting content on their phone. So kind of, you know, kind of went somewhere that no one had gone before or really hadn't been tested yet, but, uh, developed an app called Unfiltered Outdoors, and uh, it kind of has a cool thing. The coolest thing about the app is that we stream live hunts on the app. So essentially, we have a way to stream hunts through our video cameras, so it's 4K quality. Nice. Um, we have we have better broadcasting systems than what um, like a lot of the news agencies do. So kind of a neat way that we can we can uh, bring hunts to people that is live and we control the live feed so it's nice you know like if you go through facebook live or instagram live you got to go through your phone and they can shut you down whenever they want to you know um with our stuff you know they can't shut us down and it's it's high quality stuff that we can zoom in and you can just get a lot better quality and a lot a lot more interaction i guess uh we're able to send out push notifications during the live feed so if you don't want to sit and watch me sit in a tree for four hours on a whitetail hunt 
You don't have to. You can just uh, <laughs> I'll send I'll send out a push notification and let you know what's happening if we're getting ready to do a call sequence or if a deer's showing up or you know kind of what's changing. Cool. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We go straight to the viewers with that. So that's really the big niche with the app. Um, you know, after two years of really beta testing it, kind of all over the United States. Um, we realized that, you know, we can't, we can't go live all the time, obviously, yeah. you know, there's always some issue with, mm-hmm. I mean, we were in Canada and it's like a giant dead zone. And there's some places out West that are like that too. So, you know, it's just, um, we, we realized that we can, we really want to get recorded content on there as well. So, you know, kind of make it a one-stop shop, especially with YouTube doing a bunch of crazy stuff with, yep. you know, getting rid of gun videos and all kinds yeah. of craziness that's out there right now. We want to be able to have a place, a platform that we kind of control and, and hopefully, you know, create a, a one-stop shop for for the hunter to come on their mobile device and just check out short videos. I mean, mm-hmm. we try to keep everything five to seven minutes. Yeah. I mean, some stuff stretches a little longer, but um, just really, you know, built that up. And, and now we're working with some shows and trying to kind of build a network up with some other shows out there that um, – produce content regularly so we can have some new content onto it but um yeah that's pretty much my life right now it's 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 busy you know but yeah. we still have partners obviously in the app um yeah. in the app section of things that we work with and uh, we do a lot of post content for them but just uh just trying to stay ahead of stuff and, and be new to the game you know yeah, I mean, a couple of things there. Some of our sponsors really love the live thing and yeah. the oh, push yeah. and they push. They love it. But but then that's super cool. But that's Facebook that, going to post that. That's a <laughs> lot of pressure. <laughs> it is. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're going live. You somehow have a bad shot on, them, on a nice bug. You can hear about it. <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's funny the so i gotta hand I, it to you <laughs> absolutely yeah, yeah it's funny because like we came up with the idea and you know we have a bunch of buddies that are in the industry and still do some tv stuff and they're like there's no way i'd ever do it <laughs> but, i mean it's put it's your like, head on the chopping block you know <laughs> yeah yeah you're just asking for trouble i but, can't even imagine no. if our hunts this year were live <laughs> oh. we probably would have been shut down <laughs> how do you like do, who are these clowns how do you do the yeah. recreates live <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because we have a bunch of spoof stuff that we're working on now for, like, TV, like, what's real and what's not, you know, and there's just so much. I mean, <laughs> I, I still do TV, so I'm not knocking TV at all. TV's awesome. It has it has a great you – know, I'm a big I'm a big cinematography guy anyway, so it's tough for me to stream live because I – obviously, like, I like just creating things that entertain mm-hmm. people overall. I mean, I don't like to be, like, quirky with it, you know, and, and right. do the – you know, walk up to the deer when they have cameras sitting behind it, that kind of stuff. But we just try to do creative stuff. So I kind of give that up when we do live. But, man, the live aspect just, you know, I, I go back to I shot a deer like two years ago in Nebraska live. It was the first deer I shot live. And um, it was super cool, this situation. But the deer was right underneath us, and I hit him back. I hit him, I mean, came in the top of him, but hit him like second rib up from the back. It just seemed horribly an arrow went about halfway in and didn't come out, you know, and I have a top hole, of course, to follow blood and it's just going to be a disaster. And, and I had more response out of that, you know, five, 10 minutes after yeah, that, mm-hmm. after we streamed that, I had so many people get a hold of me and like, okay, so now what are you doing? Like, they just, they like the educational part of like seeing it and actually living it through, you know what I mean? Like you can talk about it on TV all you want, but when they actually watch you arrow that deer yeah yeah and then they see kind of how you respond and what you do and how you you know we left everything in the tree we got out super quiet after an hour after we shot him got out super quiet and walked straight back to the truck like didn't even i mean the bow literally i left my bow hanging in the tree overnight like we just got out there 
And those are things that, you know, that a lot of guys don't talk about or, you know, TV's so narrow with time that you just can't really get to. So there's a lot of of learning thing, you know, learning keys, I guess you can get off of it. But uh, well, even like as a beginning hunter, I think it's good that people see that. Yeah. Yeah, You know, it's, you know, what should I do? And it's it's almost like a tutorial. And this is, you know, your options, you know, you back out or, you know, you wait your hour, you go track and, you know, so on. Right. Yeah, well, there's just so much, like, and it goes back to, I'm going to get on a rant. I hope I don't get too long with this, but (laughs) it goes on to to this, like, the whole industry in general just is kind of smoke and mirrors in a lot of situations, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of been the downfalls of it, you know? And, uh, you know, it just kind of goes back to what we do. I mean, uh, none of us want to be famous. None of us want to be, you know, I don't want to be Cam Haynes out there lifting weights and running 7,000 miles. It's just not me. This is not what I do. Like, normal dude, I just, I love to hunt. I love to make entertainment. Like I love making entertainment videos. So we just try to put it together. And you know, if it's a, if it's you know, we, we change one person's life essentially in the hunting industry, or we change one person and the way they hunt, and they're able to kill something. Then we did what we, we set out to do, and that's ultimately what it was with with the live stuff too. Like I don't struggle with with showing my mistakes. I don't struggle with you know, it's all real. And I think the biggest misconception out there is that we you know guys don't miss deer or they don't wound deer. Or, you know, I mean, just the stuff we don't mess up. Like, I, I can't tell you how many how many things I messed up this year. Everybody season. has a bow hunter. You're going to mess up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's No. <laughs> but that's what I mean, I'd rather see is I'd rather see, you know, like, you're not going out and, you know, doing it 100% perfect. It's never going to be 100% perfect most of the time. No, ever. You know, and it's, it's sad that this industry, you know, has kind of turned to a thing to where, like, the more accessible you are, the less value you have. Right. And it's, you know, it's like Instagram, like I have 80 some thousand followers on Instagram, whatever. I, I'd still take at least an hour, probably two hours some days to answer messages. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. Anybody who ever sends me a message on Instagram or, reply, or a comment, I promise you I read it. Like my wife loses her mind to me because I I'm the same, I'm the same like, way. In bed my wife, why are you for, on your phone so much? Yeah. <laughs> you gotta I'm working. I'm working. <laughs> It's just part of, like, you know, you try to answer the question. Of course, you get rhetorical questions of, oh, my gosh, how do you get famous? How do you, you know, it's not that. I'm not famous. You know, it's not what I'm here for. I'm just here to help educate, educate. if I can. Yeah. yeah, like, you have a platform and you try to run with it. So, mm-hmm. ultimately, you know, we hope that this live thing kind of leads that direction. From what I've seen, I mean, the guys who, who are behind the smoke and mirrors and the guys who kind of live that lifestyle will stay away from it for the most part, mm-hmm. yeah. which is fine. But, you know, um I don't. I don't have a problem with it. It really doesn't. Doesn't struggle. I, I don't struggle with it at all. Exactly. No. You don't like to hide anything. No, I think yeah, I yeah. I'd yeah. rather be a hundred percent honest than you know, like you said, the smoke in the mirror stuff. It's oh, absolutely. I think one of my best hunting videos was the turkey that I mm-hmm. didn't end up killing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Learned a big lesson there. <laughs> yep. Right. <laughs> you know, and that's what I explained on the video, and it went over pretty well. Def- definitely yeah. one of my favorites. It almost gave me a oh, heart definitely attack. Definitely one of my favorites. <laughs> definitely one of my favorites. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of what kind of humps you got going on this year um so let's see i start uh i was actually gonna leave for for nebraska today um but pushed it back a couple of days it opens monday for archery for turkey nice um so i'm gonna head out there sunday night we're gonna drive late and all night probably and then get out there and then hunt through wednesday um and then i've got a bass tournament i got a fish in missouri uh oh. saturday oh you yeah. gotta do that uh, yeah. God, i apologize take us with you it's like 20 <laughs> degrees here <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, terrible. Gonna, 
Yeah, so bad, so bad. But uh, doing that, and then probably I'll do Kansas for turkeys. Um, and then I do a little bit of outfitting um, nice. here in Missouri as well. So I, I have hunters coming in the second week of our season, which is like the, I think the 22nd through the 28th or something like that. What part um, of Missouri are you guys from? I'm like right in the middle. If you know where like Columbia is, mm-hmm. right on I-70, I live in Columbia actually. Nice. Um, and then I have, my farms are about 40, 45 minutes west of Columbia down 70. Perfect. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's, it's nice. It's right in the middle of the state, but we do, I outfit um, some turkey hunts and then I outfit some whitetail hunts just mainly in November though. I don't nice. really outfit outside of November just because I travel so much. I try to set my trips up early and then late so essentially i'll travel all through september and october and then get back on the road um around thanksgiving and travel all the way through january cool what kind of camera are you using now i'm running a gh5 um i actually have a couple gh5s i i've kind of fallen in love with that camera it's um the slow motion capabilities are really good with it uh just good deal so i like the lenses that uh they have that the Panasonic offers kind of a, a cool lens that's like a 14 to a 140 um, that's able to allow us to do um, interviews in the tree, but still get out there and kind of touch stuff out to like 300 yards. So it's kind of the perfect. I'm, watch, I'm watching the deer video right now of it eating <laughs> in the food plot. And I'm like, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. slow-mo is like perfect. Yeah, we pull, yeah, we pull a, lot of, uh, a lot of slow motion stuff for, for social media and stuff like that. That's usually our, our hands down content goes to. What kind of so bow setup are you using? So I'm shooting. I just actually got it, uh, my Vertex set up. Nice. I, I had it. I got it in uh, in November, end of November last year, and it's set in a box all through late season because I had my tracks going and I just didn't have time to set it up. But I tried to get it going this week because I've got to go to Nebraska on Sunday. So it's it's actually done really well. I got it. Uh, took me about two hours to get that bow. Mm-hmm. completely set up and sighted into 80 so nice. <laughs> i won't shoot 80 with a turkey but it's mm-hmm. nice to know you got it at least nice you know he's got as a backup backup <laughs> yeah right right absolutely <laughs> things go bad if things go bad and it's the last day <laughs> <laughs> we, we will kill a turkey oh, nice moose by the way good lord thanks man that one was, day uh, <laughs> that was yeah that was super cool if we're going back there we'll be that's i guess we're gonna talk about the fall hunts but um I'll start the year off right now. What's set up? I'll start the year off in uh, Nebraska doing a mule deer, velvet mule deer hunt, and then we'll go to Kansas. And then right after Kansas, we we'll go to Canada again for ten days to do a moose hunt. I'm gonna try to kill one with a bow this time. Oof. And uh, so one of our dream hunts. Yeah, dude, it, we I'm go up there every year like... for bear hunting, and it's like you see moose, and it's like, man, we got to get up here for moose one yeah. day. Oh, dude. I, I, I like wasn't that into it. Like I've never been like a really big big game guy. Like I've just I just love whitetails, mule deer, are, like yeah. my jam. Like I love hunting mule deer, spawn stock mule deer. But um, I've never really been like elk or, or moose. I just never I've had opportunities. I've just never really been into it. And the moose thing was like I better go try it. And I'm like completely hooked now. Oh, like it was, that. yeah, it was the coolest thing ever to call them like to call them in and work them and. They're just so big. It's you can't even put your brain around it. You actually stand next to one. It's just unreal. Now you guys getting ready for shed season? Yeah, we've been uh, we've been walking pretty hard. We had uh, we usually don't walk till March first, and then we'll walk really hard through March. Um, We had a couple of our bucks shed early, just on our feed piles. But uh, yeah, the majority of our our shed stuff's pretty much wrapping up now. We've got I think I've got one buck yet to find uh, one side of. I've 
really want to find this deer, and I can't find either of his horns. I know he lost them on the farm, but it's going to have to – he'll, pro- he'll probably find in. it. Put the miles Yeah, in. I'll <laughs> probably find it turkey hunting or yeah, something. Find it for the I'll squirrels. be happy to find a four-point this year. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been out that much. Usually I'm out every other day. And oh, I found that one on the side just... of a five, a nice 10, and I've – I haven't even gone back out. The weather sucks, and weather, you know, it's raining, and water now, levels are now up. Now about around us, you're to the point where if squirrels. you don't if you don't know, well, guys have been out there, so if oh, you yeah. don't go somewhere where nobody else will go, <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> the easy paths are already already taken. Yeah, the easy paths. time to make our own. <laughs> yeah. Going to pick stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. So what would you say your most memorable hunt is? Oh, gosh. um, I would say probably I shot a velvet mule deer, I think, three years ago um, in western Nebraska in the Sandhills. That was kind of like my bucket list. Like, that was a velvet mule deer with a bow was, like, the thing I grew up kind of wanting to kill, like, even as a kid. And uh, I, I actually got it, like, we, it just worked out perfect the first time. It took us, like, five days, and we killed this deer and got up on him, and I'd been shooting to 90, like talking to the outfitter. He's like, dude, you got to be good, like 70 plus. So I'd been shooting to 90, like literally every day I went out and shot 10 arrows at 90 yards for the entire summer, like from May all the way through, like just getting ready, getting ready, getting ready. And we get up on this deer and I shoot him at 12 yards. Like (laughs) (laughs) it was like, he just stood up. Yeah. Yeah. He just stood up to like rebed like midday. Like we laid on him. I mean, we were on him at like daylight and it was like a mile and a half back and we're just kind of paralleling him, keeping the wind on him. And he finally picked a spot to bed. And by the time we got on him, it was almost noon and we uh, got there and he was laying down. We just, just laid down there on on top of the hill and man, he just stood up and walked right at us. (laughs) So it was uh it was a that. crazy hunt it's it's on there it's uh it was on we aired it on full drill that year and then i have it it's on the app too and it's on our youtube page but um super super cool hunt it was one of the very few times i've ever like sat down and kind of been lost like i was mm-hmm. you know like when you have that goal for that long and then you like achieve it you kind of don't know like you don't know what to do what, <laughs> yeah yeah i literally like i looked at my camera guy and i was like I, like, I don't know. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know what to do now. Like, I gotta figure something out. What do I need to hunt next? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, where do you, you know, what do you do? But that was definitely the coolest part of, I guess you can say, the whole thing of what I've done over the years, and just kind of seeing it come, for, come to life there. For, right for the bow hunting in like Nebraska and Kansas and South Dakota and stuff, are there over the counter bow tags that you can get to hunt? Or do you have to put in for draws on most of those? Or So Kansas is a draw state, um, but it's a really hot, like you're probably going to draw. I'm going to, I'm going to throw it like 90, 98%. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I, I know I've drawn Kansas for like the last, I think four out of the last five years. Um, nice. And so it's, it's a pretty relatively easy. Nebraska is like a super like sleeper state in my opinion. So you can go to Nebraska as a non-resident and buy a tag. It's $225 and it's a whitetail or a mule deer tag. See, that would be smart to do. And then, oh yeah. Dude. Is there, I mean, that's, is there public land to hunt on in Nebraska? There's a it... ton, there's a ton of public land and they actually produce a map every year. The state goes out and pays private landowners to turn their ground into public ground. Okay. Nice. It's like North so, Dakota, South Dakota. Yeah. You know, farmers like, and stuff are like they you're allowed to hunt it if it's not posted or right. you just go ask them and they're like, Yeah, go ahead and hunt it.
For 20 years, StealthCam has been at the forefront of trail camera development and innovation. From the industry's first 4K ultra-high-definition DS4K and the XV4's advanced high-resolution night imaging to the latest in wireless technologies, StealthCam continues to deliver the highest quality, most reliable trail cameras available. Your images begin at StealthCam.com. Coffee break time. If you're looking for premium coffee for those who grind every day, if life is an adventure and not just a routine, grind life is for you. You could be an adventurer, military person, first responder, outdoorsman, factory worker, or just red-blooded patriotic American. Grind life is here to help you achieve success in everything you do. Visit GrindLifeCoffee.com and tell them BHP Podcast sent you. And enjoy a fresh brew, just like us. Yo, Kevin, give me a so one. Yeah, when does that season start? So Nebraska opens September 1st. So you actually have like about you might 10 have days. Road trip. <laughs> yeah, dude, These I'm guys telling are gonna you. Be out there. We're going to be calling I'm, you for coming I'm, out to Nebraska. I'm, re- yeah, I'm, retired. I'm retired now. I got a motorhome. I think I'm going to. Take a road trip. That would be cool, though. You get a mule deer or a whitetail. Yeah, well, I'm gonna super... I'm gonna hit South Dakota. I'm gonna hit. You can Nebraska. also you can also come to Michigan for about two hundred dollars and get overtime. <laughs> <laughs> You're only gonna shoot a four or a six point though. <laughs> oh god, so jealous. <laughs> my buddies, my brother's buddies came up here from South Carolina and did that. I'm like, how much did you? You did what? <laughs> when the hell are you coming here for? <laughs> so, you go to the Midwest for that. <laughs> while, while I got you on, I got some more questions. So I, let's say I just wanted to try that because um, is there a lot of uh, if ways to find out like what areas to scout and stuff like that? I mean, obviously it's a big state. Does the, does the yeah, DNR give would, info? And Yeah, they give info uh, so much. I mean, I I would look at if you're going to go, like if you're wanting to do mule deer, which I would strongly suggest for a spot and stock, especially in Nebraska, um, it's just really conducive for mule deer. It's a little tougher for whitetails. Usually where they are is in the thick stuff, Uh on the rivers and things like that. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's more of like a tree stand thing, which I'm sure there's public ground that has that habitat in it, but there's a lot of public ground that has rolling plains of the sand hills, which is where your mule deer live. Uh Um. I would look at the western part of the state. Anything like in that, I always call it the Panhandle. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. really what it is, but up in that area, so pretty much north of Colorado, the Colorado line. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Anywhere that's just about within an hour of that line, whether it be eastern or north, um, anywhere in there is where I would look for. And there's a lot of larger um, public ground. I know public areas at least in there. Uh, John went to one that was, I want to say it was like northwest of Curtis, Nebraska. Okay. Um, that is a really large one that they just created like last year, I guess, apparently. But it was, he said there was just a ton of mule deer out there. And seeing, I mean, he went late season, obviously. And when you go late, you know, they're all mule deer herd up really big and, and there'll be 80 to 100 mule deer in there. And oh, wow. they're, uh, yeah, he, he saw a ton of, ton of deer there. But yeah, that area out there, you know, I always, Curtis, um, even like Oshkosh or Lisco. Those are all areas I hunt where the outfitters have property, and I know there's a lot of public ground around those areas that uh, you can get to and, and hunt. Um, He's taking notes. Kevin's easy. getting the edge right notes. now. <laughs> He's already taking <laughs> <Yeah>. notes. <laughs> no, 
Well, I'm telling you, I'm, I, like I tell everybody this, like it was like, oh, I want to go to Arizona and, and hunt a mule deer. I want to go to Utah. Like, no, dude, I'm telling you, like no, I, I, the one I shot a I shot a 192. <laughs> that was that velvet deer. It was a 192 inch mule mealy. deer. Like, yeah, <laughs> like the Sandhills, the Sandhills can produce them. It's just a you matter of young. Yeah. yeah, get out there and just work it. I mean, you're gonna shoot a 50s. You're gonna see a lot of 50s deer. That's usually what the Sandhills are known for, like 50s muleys and. But there's, I know a ton of guys that are shooting 70s, 80s, 90s, um, even a I couple of hundreds out of it. So, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't care what it is. Like you won't find the is. best, like you won't find a place cheaper that you can. Kevin's like, I'll shoot that. actual 50s. Let's do it. <laughs> can I take my four wheeler out there to retrieve it? I don't know. I don't know how those work. I know um, in, in South Dakota I couldn't, and I was like, "Holy cow! If I get you one, you shoot something out there, you're you're packing it out." <laughs> yeah, they should have a senior. They should have a senior uh, <laughs> exception. <laughs> oh yeah, man! Yeah, it's a cool place. Yeah, sounds like it. We might have to try it out. What kind of broadhead you shooting this year? So I shoot the. It's funny you asked me that. So I, I used to shoot Wacom. Uh, Wacom, the expandables. I've always been like an expandable guy. I've played back and forth with cut on contacts, but um, I shot Wacom's for gosh, they have a three blade, two inch cut um, head that I shot for probably, I don't know, three years or so. Probably killed, I don't know, 10, 10 or 12 bucks off with them and I just had no problems. And this year, this last year in Missouri, um we always kind of pick our hunts like if i'm in if i'm at home in october i'm gonna hunt like a cold front i'm not just gonna go hunt to hunt i'm gonna hunt with a purpose and we had a buck that was a six-year-old deer that we really wanted to kill he wasn't giant he's probably mid 50s maybe um but he he had been somewhat regularly daylighting in this area and went in to hunt him on the the 14th of october and we had a cold front where we got down into the, the lows were like a lower 30s and i think the high that day was mid 40s and it was just a super good cold front for october and got in on him and man he showed up like 45 minutes before before dark and had him come in 14 yards stop him shoot him my hero doesn't go in that far i'm like what in the world and he runs off and we go back and watch the video and i'm like okay it looks like i have like five maybe six inches of penetration but something's up i don't know gave him we gave him six hours just to be safe um Went back in and, and followed blood. We picked up lung blood right off the bat. Followed him for, gosh, a good 250 yards, um, which ended up taking us about three hours to do that. And I jumped him. And I was like, okay, something's yeah. wrong. So we get out all the way. And long story short, I went back to find him the next day. Didn't find him. He showed up on trail camera two days later. We I one-lunged him, but the broadhead actually didn't open. Uh. <laughs> So I had the broadhead back when we got the arrow back. Um, the rubber band was still around it, didn't open. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know why. I'm not knocking Wycombs because no. I did kill a ton of deer with them, and maybe every broadhead will fail you at some point. You know. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, it was a big, big. I, I have this rule that no matter what broadhead I shoot, if it fails me once, I I never shoot it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just it's just like in my brain. I can't. Uh, you know, it just can't happen. So. I uh, I went to cut on contacts again. I'm shooting uh, trocars, muzzy trocars nice. this year. They I, you know, gosh, I can't I can't find another cut on contact that flies as well as they do. Um, I just, you know, they're so easy to tune and you can get them. You line them up with your your veins and gosh, I was shooting them out to 80 today and they're flying. I mean, I can if I shoot at the same dot, I'll, I'll cut some fletchings off. Like it's unreal. So, 
Oh, That's, wow. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, I mean, it's unreal how much they'll match straight up to your field tips. Um, nice. Every time that's without, you know, tuning them in or anything. So they, uh, that's, that's what we're going to go with this year and see how, how it happens. I have a lot of buddies that have shot show cars over the years and have tried to get me to switch and tried to get me to switch and finally, finally happened. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. We're getting Nat back this year, which I'm pretty excited about. So yeah, I used to use those before I started Bowhunter Planet. Funny how it comes Early full days. circle. <laughs> but I always, I loved them to death. I mean, they were oh, yeah. carpets, and I never had a failure. I was knocking on wood at all. Right. You know, there's there's no rubber bands or something. It hits, it opens. Not the mechanical. Yeah. So. yeah, it's tough. The broadhead games, all, I mean, there's a bazillion out there, yep. you know. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I'm a firm believer, like, obviously, it depends on your shot and where it goes and all that. But uh, if uh, it's just a cut on contact just takes it away like mm-hmm. that deer should have been dead the deer yep. i mean hitting perfect is just i it just didn't open so that's what it is it happens it happens part of what we do yeah. <laughs> well we appreciate you coming on yeah man i appreciate you guys having me yeah we enjoyed your conversation you definitely learned yeah, a lot kevin learned a lot and he's ready Kevin's to gonna go. be calling you <laughs> kevin, yeah give me a, hit me up man be, i'll be out there like the first th- i'll be actually be out there like the 28th through the 8th i think there you go, so i'll be out there Did you see some random guy following you around see a bow yeah. hunter planet motorhome yeah yeah <laughs> kevin. kevin and dangerous yeah. bob yeah. <laughs> we'll hook you up you just come to the lodge we'll give you some power you guys oh there you go whatever yeah. you need that'd be great yeah we'll plug in thank <laughs> you all right dude. all right well thanks for everybody for awesome. joining us Appreciate and it. we'll catch you again next time the bhp podcast is proudly presented by dead down wind stealth cam tinks skull hooker beyond the ears pro shop grind life coffee we also want to tell you guys to check out the new fred bear field notes podcast available on itunes or wherever you get your podcast Learn about Fred Bear and his heritage. It's something you're not going to want to miss. And it's one of those things that really bring bow hunters together. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.